day 285. Welcome to Word in 3D. We are promoting God's Word so that there won't be destruction. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. We are transforming our imagination and gaining eternal perspective by reading, reflecting, and praying God's complete word together. As Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lawrence, would you open us up in prayer? Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, great is your faithfulness, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Lord, thank you for being loyal to us, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you that it instructs. Thank you, God, that we can find delight in it. Lord, it's just like connects with our soul, Lord God. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you will just fill us up with the word of the day. You fill us up with the word, Lord. It convicts, Lord. Lord, we ask that you Just use it in our life as you as you please, Lord. Plant the seeds where need be, Lord God, that we may do the same. Reflection of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Today's readings, we are going through Psalms 119, verse 17 to 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 to 28. And Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 15, then to chapter 26, ending at verse 24. So first up is Psalms 119, 17 to 24. I'm going to kick us off. It says, Be good to your servant while I live, that I may obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all time. You rebuke the arrogant who are a curse, those who stray from your commands. Remove from me their scorn and contempt, for I keep your statues. The rulers sit together and slander me. Your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statues are my delight. They are my counselors. Amen. Let's reflect on Psalms 119, verse 17 to 24. What stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage? And uh, what type of instructions do we get from this passage? And we are starting with Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. 
I think uh, verse 21 and 22, you rebuke the arrogant who are cursed. Um, those who stray from your commands, remove from me their scorn and contempt. For I keep your statutes. Remove from me their scorn and contempt. Um, one of the things that showed me with those verses together is that um, pride brings contempt. Pride, uh, comfortability uh, can breed uh, pride. Most times when you're comfortable, you're kind of um, at the top of it or you feel good in your field and and it just kind of brings an arrogance. So I thought that was a unique perspective. Um, yeah. It's interesting too that, you know, when you think about arrogance, I remember teaching these kids at the Boys and Girls Club and we would talk about the difference between being confident and being arrogant. You know, what are the differences between those two? You know, confidence is like helpful. It's like, I'm confident I'll be able to, you know, where you're putting your confidence in is, I think that's the biggest thing. Is it just in your ability or yourself? Or is it uh, in something greater? Like, no, this has been tested and proven. I'm, I'm not doing this to, to show off. I'm doing this to give glory to God. Um, but arrogance, it seems to be a place where we are um, comparing ourselves to another human being or even trying to take out God's glory, you know, for ourselves. Um, what what do you stand on that? Like, what do you what do you think? Like the difference between being arrogant and also having a sense of confidence? Um, I think, you know, one of, one of the best, you know, ideas for confidence that I gather personally is humility, man. Like, like when a person is, when a person can humble themselves, um, it shows, um, and not, not them being humbled by something, but when they humble themselves, uh. um, it shows a confidence um, that I don't, I don't need, um, I don't need anything else to build me up. You know, um, I think in confidence. Uh, well, at the same time, it also shows, but I have a willingness to allow something to build me up. I think uh, confidence is. Um, Humility has this balance of um, like making yourself low and still being strong, you okay. know. Um, and I say that from a place of like, you know, somebody can have like a false humility that's like, I'm making myself low so that others feel high. Um, but really, I think a, a a strong point of humility is making yourself low because you know that that's a good place to lift others up, uh -huh. you know? Um, and so um, I think um, arrogance doesn't allow room for others to grow around you. Uh -huh. um, it only allows you to be high and push others down. Uh -huh. I was, it reminds me of when I was talking to Dave Drum and he was talking about um, 
the signs of humility because it was like how we can actually have a priority of Jesus because Jesus you know being God having all the power in the universe did not use that for his own benefit you know but humbled himself as the scripture says humbled himself as a servant um you know to serve and so I think that is one of the ways that we really do become low is that um <laughs> uh, that's your nickname low <laughs> <laughs> we become low because uh when we're willing to serve and to be like you know uh i'm here to help you you know i'm not here i'm not using my power to over you know try to, to harm or do anything to, to, to glorify myself um but uh yeah looking at the scripture you rebuke the arrogant who are cursed uh, those who stray from your commands. And I think that's really important because, yeah, when we do become arrogant, we start to look away from the instructions that God has given us and we start to trust in our own uh, wisdom, our own way, and we look away from what God is uh, showing us to do. And I, and I believe that's, that's, that's pure arrogance. I mean, even Jesus, he didn't throw the law behind his back. He's like, I came to fulfill the law. You know, I didn't come, I didn't come to abolish it but I came to fulfill it and actually do it, you know? And so I think a lot of times we can find ourselves in a place or I've seen where people do not even respect the written word of God. And they think it's just like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just something that we can throw behind our back, but it's not. It's like, you know, even Jesus adhered to it, you know, saying not my will, but your will be done, God, you know? So it's just so much trust that goes into us being human and trusting God with our uh, well-being, you know. Um, God put on my heart this morning um, how the devil always tries to steal our God confidence. I mean, that's what he tried to do. To, that's what he did to Eve, you know. Um, did God, you know, he knows when you eat of this fruit that you will be like God. And, you know, you, and so therefore God is holding something back from you. You, you can't trust God. And it's like when we don't trust God, you know, uh, it, that's when sin takes over. It, like Cain, you know, he didn't, he envied his brother instead of like being like, okay, this is not right. You know, he let sin take control of his heart and, and murdered. And it, it seems like this has been the battle since the beginning of us trusting. Where, where do we put our trust? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we need to put our trust back. On what's what's on the back of our money <laughs> in God we trust, you know. Um and, and so this verse right here of just being arrogant and, and running away from God's commands, this is I this is strong for me as well. I was just remembering it is not me who I'm not making up stuff. I'm not I'm not clever. I'm just looking at what the word of God says and and following through with it, you know. Um I like verse 23, though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. It's just like, even when people are, you know, slandering, the thing we normally want to do is get back at them. But it's just like, mm, let me just take some time and let me worship. Let me meditate. <laughs> some people see meditation as a new age thing or a mid-eastern thing. But here it is in scripture right here. Meditating on God's decrees. You know, making his statues our delight. 
they are our counselors you know and so it gives us great peace did you have anything else to add on that on to, on to that nah brother that's good <laughs> alright well would you pray for us that we rem yes, remember yes. and retain this oh father 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 um, help us retain this word Lord um, even more so Lord help us to 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 love your word Lord God I mean I mean we love it we love ourselves but it's nothing like your Lord and your love towards us Lord help us love your word like you love us <clears throat> Lord help us Lord, just to 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 not just acknowledge your word, your laws, your decrees, Lord God, but to use it, to meditate on it, Lord. Lord, just allow it to um, just engulf us, Lord. And, you know, the psalmist said, um, we are strangers in this land. Do not hide your laws from us, Lord. We ask that you would share with us the secrets of your words, the, the mystery of your word, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to, to, for it to help us navigate this journey, Lord. Help us to see new facets of your word. Lord, give us fresh revelation of your word, Lord God. So just ask these things in Jesus' name. Up next, we have 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 28. You want to kick us off on that? Yeah. The day of the Lord. I should be like, the day of the Lord. 1 <laughs> Thessalonians 5. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Start from 1. All right. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying peace and safety. Destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. <clears throat> but you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a, as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath but to receive salvation through the lord jesus christ he died for us so that whether we are awake or sleep we may live together with him therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing all right final instructions now we ask you brothers and sisters to acknowledge those who work hard among you who care for you in the lord and who admonish you, 
Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. But test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 through 28. What stood out in this passage? What inspiration did we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? And I'm going to let you kick us off. <laughs> um, some instructions that I like in here. Very simple, very short. Um, is um, verse 16 through 20. I'll say 16 through 20. Um, that very well could be a whole verse, but it's like five verses. Mm -hmm. 16, rejoice always. <laughs> 17, pray continuously. Um, pray continually. Um, mm -hmm. 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. 19, do not question the spirit. And 20, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Um, I mean, you keep going, but yeah. test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. I love, uh, it, verse 21 is almost like saying, uh, test them, chew the meat. We spit out them bones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> but I just think, I just like these instructions, man. It's just simple. Something to me simple, something to meditate on today. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. I could just, I could just sit there all day and just meditate on that throughout the day. Amen. Staying joyful. Praying continually and just giving thanks. Giving thanks has a way of recalibrating yourself of like of having a cheerful grateful heart you know it's mm -hmm. good i want to make that into a shirt or something or a poster it's just like i didn't realize how short that verse is like jesus wept is one of the shortest verses in the bible and this is one of the shortest verses in the bible also rejoice always you know i didn't see it as that Man, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is good. I like that. It's some clear instructions. Um, 
Man, first 15 is powerful too. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Uh, in today's society and culture, this is very countercultural that nobody yeah. pays back wrong for wrong because it's like, yes, the sucker got me. I'm going to get him back. You know, I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> it's in a, it's in our culture. I mean, it's it's been going on for over over and over again. And then uh, verse 7 of five, chapter 5, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Just pausing right there. Putting on love, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. I mean, he's going back to the uh, armor of God, you know, uh, but the breastplate was called the breastplate of righteousness, right? And yes. uh, in the other verse, but right here it says, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Um, it's amazing that he put that there, but I think that's important because um, any type of bitterness that enters our heart and we're not living out of faith or we're living out of fear, um, it it infects us to when we can't be effective. You know, if a person is bitter or angry, um, when God's love needs to show in their life or when we have an opportunity to uh, make a difference in environment, we can't even do that because our heart will be infected with fear and hate. You know, so that's just, man, I don't know. That just speaks levels to me because it just reminds me of what kind of person I have to be in this time. Not a person that is like everybody else. We're different, you know, like when everybody's getting drunk and sleeping around, it's like we are awake and sober and helping people be pure. You know, it's, it's just, that's a, that's a testimony. That's a big testimony. Yeah. I, I like. I like the concept of um, faith and love as a breastplate. It's really, really something that you want. Only, only reason why I say that is because um, breastplate, as we know it, that's quoted so often, is the breastplate of righteousness. When we talk about uh, the fear of the Lord being the beginning of knowledge um, and God wanting us to walk in wisdom, wisdom being um, knowledge righteously applied um and i just feel like you know the word of god also says knowledge puffs up but love builds up <clears throat> so if i'm righteously applying how am i applying it if knowledge puffs up then you know um where does my righteousness come from it could be self-righteousness uh -huh. but unless my heart is in the right place um you know loving god then unless I'm staying true to his word and being faithful to him, um, to his word, then uh, I'll find myself taking some hits, whether there be my own personal decisions that I made uh -huh. or, um, or um, just not walking where I need to be and allowing life to, life to hit me, you know. I just I just think about back to Adam and Eve, you know, 
they were where they needed to be. Um, uh. But but then where their hearts were, we don't we don't know. You know where their where their faithfulness was definitely wasn't with the Lord, um, and so they took a hit. Uh-huh. Huge hit. Well, it's interesting too that those trees they were both in the middle of the garden, the tree of knowledge, good of evil, good and evil, and and life was in in the middle of the garden. The scripture says, and it's like God was giving them a choice: Do you want to have life, or do you want to have the knowledge of good and evil? It's like, are we going to rejoice always, or are we going to be focused on just how much we know? You know, and that's what stands out to me, too. I mean, and then also, do you believe that there's a difference between the knowledge of God and the knowledge that puffs up? I believe there is a there is a that's. That is a great question. The only reason why I say that is because the Pharisees um, would have, um, I, I would believe, knowledge of God, you know, but it's still puffed up. I feel like um, the the I feel like. And, and that's the reason why I tell people that, you know, there's a difference between information and revelation. Revelation, um, revelation allows, um, allows some heart knowledge to happen. You know, um, when something, when something is revealed, like it's like, you get more, you find more wonder in something that's revealed than just the information that you can find out. Sometimes people, I think another thing is what's the heart behind finding the information? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm in God's word because I love him, I think I'm going to find something way different than just if I'm in God's word just to uh, appease to other people. You know, I'm, I, I, ooh, I can't wait to wow some folks with this word right here. Ooh, I can't wait to um, to use this against, you know, so-and-so who was talking crazy to me. You know, ooh, I can't use, I can't wait to, you know, like, but it's like, oh my goodness, God, this word is so good, so rich. And this goes back yeah. to like our heart condition mm-hmm. behind and, it. Mm-hmm. The purpose of it is to build intimacy. You know, when somebody writes you a letter or really writes you something, they want to know that they want you to know that you're thinking about them. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. You are thinking about they're thinking about you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it's it's supposed to build a relationship. It's supposed to be communication. I mean, the Pharisees, in contrast with the Sadducees, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 22, to them, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God because they denied the resurrection. It's so crazy that they didn't believe that God could raise the dead. Um, and Jesus told them, said, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. 
And so, you know, uh, yeah, the Pharisees, you know, uh, I believe they believed, yeah, the Pharisees, um, they knew the law, but compared to the Sadducees, it's just like, you know, there's a balance between that. There's a balance between like knowing scripture and then not knowing scripture, you know, doubting what God can do, you know. Um, but like you said, it's about the heart of it. What is the heart of me getting this word? Is it the flex and to look and, and for my vain glory, or is it to uplift, to communicate, to use this power to uh, grow, grow in God and grow with each other? You know, so I am chaste in my heart, that my heart is cleansed, you know. That should be the purpose of us reading this word is that it cleanses our heart. And <laughs> so we so we live out a, a godly life, you know. Um, it's not just talk. So yeah. Uh yeah, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word, that it uh, it is a light to our path and you know, a lamp to our feet, Lord. God, we need your revelation, not just uh words on paper this should be words in our heart it should be words with with two feet living word a living word in our life god um so lord we pray right now that this word would be real to us that we just don't hear it and and, and then walk away like a man who sees his face in a mirror and, and then sees stuff on it and then it just walks away, but that we see what needs to be done and actually do something about it. That we understand that we need to rejoice in you always, that we need to give thanks, that we don't need to hold grudges, no matter how bad somebody did us, Lord, that we would just be forgiving and loving because the world is passing away and it needs salt. It needs us to be the salt needs us to be the light needs us to be the people who stand up and make a difference lord let us find our identity solidly in you let your spirit flow and work through us lord let us see ourselves as jesus saw himself as one who was greatly empowered and confident but not for his own advantage but to use to build the kingdom of god so dear heavenly father let your word richly uh, just be in us and as we go out today as we uh, walk in faith Lord not in fear that we will build your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and the people will glorify your name and give you all the praise in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. up next is Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 15 to 26 and in that 24 this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me. Take from my hand this cup filled with the wine of my wrath, and make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. When they drink it, they will stagger and go mad because of the sword I will send among them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to whom he sent me drink it. Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, its kings and officials, to make them a ruin and an object of horror and scorn, a curse as they are today. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his attendants, his officials, and all his people, and all the foreign people there, all the kings of Uz, 
all the kings of the Philistines, those of Ashkelon, Gaza, Ekron, and the people left at Ashdod, Edom, Moab, and Ammon, all the kings of Tyre and Sidon, the kings of the coastlands across the sea, Dedan, Tima, Buzz, and all who are in distant places, all the kings of Arabia and all the kings of the foreign people who live in the wilderness, all the kings of Zimri, Elam, and Media, and all the kings of the north, near and far, one after the other, all the kingdoms on the face of the earth, and after all of them, the king of Shishak will drink it too. Then tell them, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, drink, get drunk and vomit, and fall to rise no more because of the sword I will send among you. But if they refuse to take the cup from your hand and drink, tell them, this is what the Lord Almighty says, you must drink it. See, I am beginning to bring disaster on the city that bears my name. And will you indeed go unpunished? You will not go unpunished, for I am calling down a sword on all who live on the earth, declares the Lord Almighty. Now prophesy all these words against them and say to them, the Lord will roar from on high. He will thunder from his holy dwelling and roar mightily against his land. He will shout like those who tread the grapes, shout against all who live on the earth. The tumult will resound to the ends of the earth, for the Lord will bring charges against the nations. He will bring judgment on all humankind and put the wicked to the sword. Declares the Lord, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Look, disaster is spreading from nation to nation. A mighty storm is rising from the ends of the earth. At that time, those slain by the Lord will be everywhere, from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be mourned or gathered up or buried, but will be like dung lying on the ground. Weep and wail, you shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock, for your time to be slaughtered has come. You will fall like the best of the rams. The shepherds will have nowhere to flee. The leaders of the flock, no place to escape. Hear the cry of the shepherds, the wailing of the leaders of the flock, for the Lord is destroying their pasture. The peaceful meadows will be laid waste because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Like a lion, he will leave his lair, and their land will become desolate because of the sword of the oppressor and because of the Lord's fierce anger. The Book of Jeremiah Continued Early in the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the towns of Judah who come to worship in the house of the Lord. Tell them everything I command you. Do not omit a word. Perhaps they will listen, and each will turn from their evil ways. Then I will relent and not inflict on them the disaster I was planning because of the evil they have done. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. 
If you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have set before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and this city a curse among all the nations of the earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priests, the prophets, and all the people seized him and said, You must die. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name that this house will be like Shiloh, and this city will be desolate and deserted? And all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard about these things, they went up from the royal palace to the house of the Lord, and took their places at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and all the people, this man should be sentenced to death, because he has prophesied against this city. You have heard it with your own ears. Then Jeremiah said to all the officials and all the people, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city, all the things you have heard. Now reform your ways and your actions, and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring the disaster he has pronounced against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me whatever you think is good and right. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of innocent blood on yourselves and on this city and on those who live in it. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man should not be sentenced to death. He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Some of the elders of the land stepped forward and said to the entire assembly of people, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. He told all the people of Judah, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble. The temple hill a mound overgrown with thickets. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, or anyone else in Judah, put him to death? Did not Hezekiah fear the Lord and seek his favor? And did not the Lord relent so that he did not bring the disaster he pronounced against them? We are about to bring a terrible disaster on ourselves. Now Uriah, son of Shemaiah, from Kiriath-Jeorim, was another man who prophesied in the name of the Lord. He prophesied the same things against this city and this land as Jeremiah did. When King Jehoiakim and all his officers and officials heard his words, the king sought to put him to death. But Uriah heard of it and fled in fear to Egypt. King Jehoiakim, however, sent Elnathan, son of Akbor, to Egypt, along with some other men. They brought Uriah out of Egypt and took him to King Jehoiakim, who had him struck down with a sword and his body thrown into the burial place of the common people. Furthermore, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, supported Jeremiah, and so he was not handed over to the people to be put to death. 
Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 15 to chapter 26 verse 24 what stood out to you what inspiration did we get from this passage and what type of instructions did we get from this passage hello go ahead you're the, only one, you're the only one here, so it's me and you. Yeah, man. Um, I just I, I, at first, at first, I was like, because it was saying like prophets, like in verse eight of twenty six, it says, "But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priest, the priest, the prophets." And all the people ceased to must die. <laughs> the PPP, the triple triple P alliance, priest, prophets, right. and people. Yeah, man. And so in my head, I'm like, yo, prophets? What kind of prophets? What kind of priests? Like, like, are y'all are y'all not going to like try to confirm this word like what's up and so it was good that um you know they asked him why do you prophesy the lord's name that this house will be like shiloh and this city will be desolate and deserted and all the people crowded around jeremiah in the house of the lord like yeah why <laughs> <laughs> and then uh when the official of judah heard about these things they went up from the royal palace to the house of the lord and took their places and so like that they, you know, actually um, you know, listen to him and try to confirm it. The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house, mm -hmm. city, all the things you have heard. Um and and then in verse sixteen, then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man should not be sentenced to death. He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord, and then you have another prophet that has spoke the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's good that that it was confirmed. Um uh, Micah uh Mazarit Mauritsheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah. So Micah prophesied and he said, uh Zion will be will be plowed like a field, Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble. Um and then did not Hezekiah fear the Lord and seek his favor and did not uh, the Lord relent so that he did not bring the disaster so good, you know, that they're realizing that now it gives them an opportunity. Hey, we must, we must change our ways. Mm -hmm. um, it says, now Uriah, son of Shemaiah from Kirith, Jerem was another man who prophesied in the name of the Lord. He prophesied the same things against the city and this land as Jeremiah did. So there's three different prophets Mm -hmm. who prophesied the same thing, you know, um, this, I know for me personally, I mean, I don't know if this is the, this is the first time that I'm seeing the confirmation between prophets like that. Yeah. Um, it just, it just sucks that Uriah was the one that got, that got, got. well, you, um, you notice this too, Uriah, he ran out of fear. Jeremiah said, look, Y'all want to kill me? I ain't got nothing to lose. Do it. And they was like, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> they 
there's something different about this guy. He's real. He's willing to die for his message. Um, we better be careful about what we do to him. So what that shows me is that when we go and give a message, the conviction in which we hold that message sways people. Like if we say to ourselves, I'm willing to die for this. You want to shoot me? Do it. I believe in God. I believe what he's going to do. You know? Right. Um, it reminds me of that song by Tonic. I used to love called Forever. He's like, if I'm hit by a truck or taken out by a disease, you ain't got enough bullets in your gun, man, please. You know, he's like, we're going to live forever. And so by that, why Jeremiah, his, just his whole attitude, just his whole uh, mentality pretty much just makes the people think twice. People think twice yeah. when you're willing to die for something like this, when you have a message, when you're like, look, do what you want. But if you kill me, just know that you don't have innocent blood on your hand. Um, and it's funny because we and was... I don't even know if he, and I don't even know if he would say all that, you know? Just like, it is what it is. Bro, <laughs> like, you know, in the chapter before this, he had to take this cup to all these kings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, bro, how, how... You got some boldness. Terrifying is that. <laughs> He's like, drink it. Look, if they, they're like, no, I got like Corona me. on it. He's like, no, no you got to drink it. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, man, I know you put some poison in there. He's like, look, if they take it, it's bad news. If they don't take, take it, it, it's bad, bad news. news. Like, <laughs> it's like, you can't win. It's, like, yeah. Like, you gotta be pretty bold, man. Like, Lord, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not mean like if they don't take it, then they're good? Uh -huh. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to me, bro. Yeah, it just shows you the uh, audacity of God, the confidence. And see, right here, when we talk about humility and being humble, like bro. he's humble before God that. God's going to actually save him from the hands of the kings. I mean, he's out here in the open like, yo, drink this. You know, it's crazy because it's like when you think of a humble person, you wouldn't think of a humble person doing something like that. But since he's humble before God and he's willing to die for the message that he is giving, his life is actually saved. And so Bro. that's an instruction right there. If you do this thing, do not put your foot out halfway or go halfway in it because it's like something going to get chopped off. If you don't, if you're not, if we're not all in for this, then it's a danger for the prophet. The prophet has to be all in in order, you know, it's like Jesus says, if you wish to save your life, you'll lose your life. But if you lose your life for the message you will actually save it. So, uh, yeah, that's just, we got to be all in, you know, all, all in. in, all in, all in, buckled in, buckled in yeah. and safe. <laughs> you know, that, that reminds me, you know, a Congo Samson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, you ever heard of that story where he was 
he was <clears throat> him and a, and a bunch of missionaries um, were got caught at gunpoint. Told mm-hmm. him to get on their knees, and and he he was going to get he was going to get killed. You know, mm-hmm. he was about to get persecuted. Um, one of the they were trying to get him to denounce Jesus. So he talks to one of the missionaries. He's like, um, "Denounce your God! Denounce your God!" And and they did. He shot him. Um, mm-hmm. Then went to another one. Denounce your God! Denounce your God! You know, um, and if I if I if I recall the story, they didn't, and he shot him. Mm-hmm. He got got to Congo, and you know they were saying the same thing. A Congo started laughing. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was out of. I mean, he was fear. He, I mean, he was afraid. He just knew, you know, he was gonna die. But he was like, he just started laughing. He was like. Do what you got to do. All you're doing is sending me closer to my maker. Mm-hmm. You're sending me where I where I where I rather be. And they didn't shoot him. Mm. And uh, and uh, it's crazy, man. You know, um, mm. this thing, bro. This thing. It reminds I mean, me. Like he's been persecuted like nine times. Uh huh. Like, but he's still, no matter what, I'm gonna get the word out. It's it's. I can't. I can't. There's nothing else I can do. Like, yeah. Like, it's I'm I'm sold out to this thing. I'm all out. I'm all in. You know. Yeah. And this. It reminds I, me of what uh, Tony Evans says about you know. Oh, it reminds me of what Thessalonians just told us about rejoice always. You know, if they kill you, you're closer to God. If you're persecuted, your reward grows in heaven. And if you're just free, you can proclaim the word of God everywhere you go you know you can't lose can't lose you know but now now i want to go interview okongo right now because we, we've been talking for a little while he's been reaching out to me and and now i'm just like man i need to get that story about him you know because i heard pastor john talk stories. about it stories yeah stories but bro, i want that story because <laughs> that's a good one bro talking about killing three lions you need to get at him right <laughs> <laughs> Killing three lions. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Stories. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to call him up. We're gonna have to go talk. You hit him up. Tell him I said hello. Okay. I'll tell him we, we we was talking about him this morning. Would you close this in prayer? Yes, yes, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit. Hmm. Lord, I just just rejoice in your name this morning, Lord. I just, you are worthy, God. Yes, you are Lord. worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, God, of our life. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, God, of every breath that we have. You are worthy. Thank you for your for your for your laws, for your decrees, for your commands, for your words, for your precepts, Lord God. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it that is more than just something that fills the mind, Lord God. If it, it, it fills the body, Lord God, it fills the body. You know, I'm reminded that man cannot live, you know, just on bread alone. Mm. We need this word, Lord God. We need it. We need it. We need it. 
Lord, I wouldn't have the perspective this morning just to rejoice in everything if it wasn't for your word, Lord God. Ah, Father, thank you, Lord, for your revelation, Lord God, that you, that you, that it pierces the heart. Your word truly pierces the heart, Lord. It truly pierces the soul. It ignites the soul, Father. Mm. Lord, so we just thank you for this word today. We thank you. God, I thank you for the fellowship, Lord. God, I thank you, God, that even in Mike, there was something that says, um, I, I got to do it. I have to do it. I have to do this, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Uh, I thank you, Lord, that that everything that's done in the way it's done is, is for a greater purpose than just ourselves, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for your love. May we share your love in your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Going through yeah. those three layers of scripture, man, it's just such a blessing. Remembering to rejoice in the Lord always. To remember this, the Psalms and to the songs and, and, the, and the instructions in here, man, that we got to be all in. There's no backsliding. There's none of that. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your God. I also ignore your children. So we exist here and our purpose and our mission is to promote God's word so there won't be destruction. That there will be life instead of death, joy instead of sadness. So we praise God and we give him all the glory. We are going deep into God's word. So when the storms of life hit, we are anchored in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for all of you uh, who are contributing and support this podcast. Adam Takeda, Shannon and Joe Lewis, Eddie and Mina Jones, Jody and Dan Mayhew, Aaron Paola Scott, Sophia Williams, Troy Olson, David Kamara, Jesse Miller, M.I. Tracy, Charles Mays, Katie Randall, and those who give, who don't want to be mentioned, but you know who you are. This is Word in 3D. Go deep. Peace out, y'all. Peace.